when I'm interpreting your dream, I'm going to read it like as if I'm reading you. Like I'm not gonna just look at each symbol of the dream and say, oh, this means that, this means that. I'm going to read it. So I'm going to read you and read your experience like as if the dream is um, a quasi real experience. Hi there, you're listening to The Empathetic Life of Psychic Medium Monique Empath. I'm Monique Empath, and today I'm talking about dreams and how to use your dreams as your own intuitive guide. Intuition is really your subconscious. It's really your subconscious is telling you stuff, um under the surface, stuff that you're not completely privy to, um, consciously privy to, aware of. Um, But your intuition really is you, your subconscious. So your subconscious, it's the collective impressions, um, feelings, details that you've gained over the course of your life. Um, um, Patterns, patterns that existed that you might have not consciously been aware of that your body takes in. Um, and these all things lead to intuition. And the more detailed and precise and the more patterns, intricate patterns, fine, fine patterns, there's like a big pattern like A, B, C, but then there's like a syllable pattern, I guess, you know, there's a big pattern and you understand that there's smaller patterns underneath and even finer patterns under that and then finer patterns under that. So the further your, you, your subconscious, you can pick up these patterns, um, the more detail, detailed your intuition will be later or the more stronger, I guess your intuition would be later. But then it's also, these things really exist in the subconscious. So there's the process of bringing that, that awareness up to your conscious self, to your actual knowing. So I did a video or a podcast about that. Um, but this one, I want to talk about dreams. I want to talk about my um, perspective and my theory on how dreams really are your gateway, your gateway drug to the intuition. No, I shouldn't say that because there are some psychedelic drugs that make people more, um, that, that, that encourage people to be more aware of their subconscious. Yeah. That's a whole other thing. I, I, you know, yeah, I, I, I can say I don't really have, maybe I do. I guess I could talk about my opinion on psychedelics and that I do have a, I do have a, an opinion on it. Um, but I don't really, I guess my, this is my opinion. I don't pay attention to that stuff. I don't focus on how psychedelics could potentially enhance or promote somebody's connection to their subconscious, i.e. their intuition. I don't, I, I don't, I come from a place that you can have this connection um, naturally on your own. And what you have naturally on your own is where you exist with it. That's the level that you can achieve. So it's almost like psychedelics would be, an athlete using steroids, in my opinion. That's what psychedelics are. It's like using something to enhance something. Okay, so it will in the interim, but what, you know, so I, I just don't, I just don't go into that. But I can, again, I could do a video on just my opinion, but I don't have like, um, don't do it. Well, if it's, I, I'm, I'm against psychedelics, I'll tell you that. But as psychedelics, as in, do they affect the um, intuition? Can they actually promote intuition? There's a lot of cultural stuff about that. That's, I just don't speak on that, okay? So I'm not saying that don't do psychedelic, um, because I'm so much against psychedelics. I'm like, never use them. They won't work for your intuition. I'm like, don't use psychedelics. <laughs> You, you, you can you can get to your intuition without it. But the discussion of if they do, that I just don't, I, I, I pay attention to, but I just don't. It's just a world that I don't enter, okay? But anyways, but dreams 
are something that I'm very connected to and um do do have an opinion on. I think I think your your dreams are your psych- subconscious at play um in your subconscious trying to make sense and put together the things that your conscious mind can't your conscious mind is very more um um logical analytical rational organized um um consistent it likes consistency it likes pat when it recognizes patterns it loves them it wants them that's how it makes sense of the world and when there's um a gap in a pattern, your it's your conscious mind that will insert, you know, what it thinks should be there because it's used to that. Whereas the subconscious has no rules. It's like your subconscious doesn't have that, that like that need to create something logic in that gap. It can create something very illogical in that gap. Um, so that's what I mean. Yeah, your, your, your subconscious has no, it, it's really like, a, you know, a wild person who's just going to do whatever they want. The conscious mind, it's, it's crazy saying subconscious, conscious. So you're, I'm going to say subconscious because I like that. Or we could say intuitive. Your intuitive mind versus your, see, and that's the thing. I don't want to say your logical mind because your intuition can be quite logical. So, huh, your awareness, what you are aware of. Ah, that's better. So your subconscious intuition and what you are um, wholeheartedly, um, confidently, uh, it still doesn't work because you could be, you could be um, con- confident with your intuition. The fact-based, ah, materialistic-based, the material-based mind, the fact-based mind, your 3D tangible mind, ah, that would work versus your subconscious intuitive mind. Okay, so dreams. So one, I'll start with, yes, I do believe that dreams are um, your intuition. So when I'm reading somebody and I start to get impressions of patterns, small details and stuff, it, it, it triggers my subconscious intuitive mind, my subconscious state. And it it is a dream that I'm seeing. It's like daydreaming. And I spoke of this before in my other podcast, but now we're focusing on dreams. And it is a it is a dream state. So, you know, imagine if you just start thinking about what your bedroom sheets look like or what your the tiles your bathroom floor looks like or what kind of dinner plates that you actually have or what did your room look like when you were four years old you that that like the 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 visionary the visual creative the creative visual um mind is where my mind goes or how mine goes um when I'm giving a reading also um I didn't know this for many times. Like I can feel it happening. Like I can feel it, but I didn't know um, this is what I was looking like when I was reading, but I do um, look up when I'm giving a reading. So I am encountering my creative mind, my, my, you know, my creative visual mind. I am, I am engaging that. I think and you know i i'm i i don't try to cause um controversy or divide between how i read and how um other readers read where they um um articulate that they're getting their messages from god or some external higher source um where they would say that um it's information that they're they're getting inside where I'm saying I'm creating it. I'm creating the future, but I'm not, I'm, I'm using the details that I have to create a visual image to understand the details. So all these things that I'm picking up and that um, I'm getting, I'm putting them together visually, like as if somebody who's trying to solve a very complex math problem, like 235 divided by 
you know, you have those things and you're probably, you might be visual if, if you are visualizing it and, and figuring it out. And so you, you, there's a creative space, maybe use blocks, maybe use, um, long division math or whatever, right? There's a visual space. So I am engaging that. So there is a creativity aspect. So like with dreams. So in my dream, the dream is very magical and creative and there's dragons and there's so many things that are un, um, not tangible, you know, we could, we could put in solid facts in the, in the tangible world. But there's a lot of, um, as we know, when dreams are symbolic, right? So when we say you dream of something, it's symbolic of something else. And it's symbolic of that. I don't, if we're going to interpret our dreams, um, dream interpretation and, I don't feel there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a bit, but I feel that your subconscious is the reciprocal for all the fine details and patterns that you've seen throughout your life. So putting those patterns and details together some of them are so abstract or so minute or so irrelevant to your life at the moment. Like I'm a 38 years old woman, um, having a dream about riding a tricycle at a playground is irrelevant to my actual life. So, but I do feel there's probably something symbolic about that, but symbolic to myself. So when you look at a dream dictionary or dream interpretation, it's a global or general um, symbolism for that thing, the tricycle, let's say. So play, and then it could, you know, I'm not sure what dream dictionaries use, but that tricycle might've meant something significant to me and what my subconscious picked up when I first experienced a tricycle or where I first saw a tricycle in my entire life and the patterns and the details and the impressions and, and all the, the, um, information, sensory information, cognitive information that I got from that tricycle experience will reside inside my subconscious and just jiggle around in there and deal around in there. And then through my life, whatever sensory feeling that I had from that tricycle, maybe as a teenager now, I had a sensory feeling that was very similar or almost exact to the tricycle. And so now the original tricycle information details on sensory that has sat inside my subconscious is now going to attach itself to the teenager experience of maybe the roller coaster that I went on when I went to my first roller coaster, went to my first um, amusement park. And so, you know, the sensory experience from the triangle, the tricycle, and now the roller coaster. And then my subconscious is going to put those two things together and it's going to create a fantastical thing about it. And then that's going to be put into my subconscious. And then later, um, older, when I drive a car, maybe, and I'm just using these examples, not saying this is how, but I'm just saying that there's an experience that you could have at one time in your life that can have some similar sensory experiences or information at another time another situation at another time in your life. But your subconscious is adding all these things up. Like it's adding them up like math. It's adding them up like a pattern. It's creating a pattern. It's creating some um, sequence, some synchronicities, and then it puts it into your subconscious. So because your subconscious is free, like we said, like the wild person who just does what they want without care, when you dream now, I know I'm kind of skipping apart, but your subconscious is going to be able to put these things together in whatever way that it feels to make sense with no bounds, no, no worldly judgments, no critiques or, or critiques, but it's just going to do it with no bounds. There's no, there's no, um, it has to go this way. It's going to say, this is how I feel it should go. Um, and that's what your subconscious is doing. Eventually what happens is your subconscious 
now that it says this is what it's doing this is what those feelings mean so you know the 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 joy when i had that tricycle and the joy when i got in that um roller coaster and the joy when i drove my car it's it's all mushed up now and there's a joy of transportation and traveling you know that's funny because these are all just my examples but i actually really love travel <laughs> and transportation travel like like i love dri- i like i love being driven so i don't know when i did have a uh interesting kind of good experience with my first riding a bicycle and roller coaster and driving a car so anyways so there you go so your subconscious is putting all these things together and it's like oh you know transportation is awesome for you it is going to feel great so now at 38 I have a dream of being on a bus or being on a plane or driving a car or something I will say to myself because I've paid that much attention to my dreams and myself but I would say to myself okay I when I have those kind of dreams it's some kind of great feeling of movement or actual travel but it's it's a positive thing so it's it's symbolic to something that I'm doing travel wise but it's good not something it wouldn't be related to me being scared to go somewhere or being terrified about going somewhere or being restricted in some way it would be more like a positive scenario like something fun so I can say when I have a dream about something it means like I'm feeling good about something that I have to do a journey I have to take or somewhere I have to go so your dreams are definitely, I feel your, um, I guess we could say intuition, your subconscious um, playing on your, your subconscious, it's your subconscious world. Like when I read people, I tap into my subconscious world and I zone out into a nice daydream and I'm just talking. Um, hopefully I sometimes wish that I am. I, 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 the ambition is that what I'm, while I'm daydreaming, I'm trying to communicate it to the clients that it's being communicated. Well, a lot of times it's like, I have to pause, have the daydream and then come out of the daydream and then remember and communicate to the client. It, it doesn't happen simultaneously. Um, that I'm communicating and doing that at the same time because I can get lost in that daydream. Um, And there are times where I am reading um, clients and they'll see me pause and I'm just, yeah, just as how much silence went there, I'm just like in a world. Or I'll just really ramble if they let me. So it's like I'm not paying attention to what I'm saying. I'm just like like rambling because I'm I'm really just lost in a thought. So sleeping though, sleeping dreams while sleeping are, I feel a good um, it's how your intuition plays. It's a it's again, it's how I'm seeing the person's um like when I'm giving a reading. It's, it's how I'm seeing the predictions or seeing the outcomes. Um, so I don't go, I'm looking, I'm going to go look at that. It's the information that comes up to me that creates the image. And then I accept the image and articulate the image. So like your dreams, you don't go to bed and it's like, tonight I'm going to dream about the tricycle. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to dream about the tricycle and I'm going to, you know, ride the tricycle to meet the dragon and I'm going to get on the dragon and I'm going to fly around the neighborhood and then I'm going to um, buy 10 apples and I'm going to swim in a pond underwater. Like you don't tell yourself what you're going to dream. You just accept that when you go to sleep, if you're going to have a dream, you ex- you, you just say it's going to happen like it happens to you. <laughs> right? That's what it's like. These images happen to me. I don't, I don't construct them like, um, intentionally construct them. Um, I allow them to be constructed. So a lot of people say they don't have dreams or everybody knows we all have dreams, but a lot of people don't remember their dreams. Um, and some people remember their dreams a lot. Like, like me, I, I, 
oh, if, you know, I dream so much. If I don't have a dream, something's wrong. No, I actually literally mean that when I don't have a dream, that means I've slept very, very heavy and something has caused me to sleep very, very, very heavy because I can't naturally just have a heavy sleep. So that's what it's like. Even though I'm putting myself to bed knowing I'm going to sleep, if I wake up what feels to me three minutes later, but it's really hours later and I don't even have a recollection, that's that's actually a sign for me to head to the doctor and usually is something. And actually, this is something that we discussed with my doctor. Um, these are signs to know that my body's off, those kind of things. So back to some people. Some people don't remember their dreams and they sleep pretty heavy. That's actually, a, it's actually a good thing. Heavy sleep is a, is a good thing. Um, being well rested is a good thing. But then there's some people who just dream a lot and our bodies, I can't speak for them. I don't know why they dream a lot, but I could say for me, um, I am a really light sleeper. So I have to take naps sometimes during the day, or I have to really kind of like, I don't know. I'm just like a, like, um, like a, what do you call it? Like a, like a, a a turtle. I'm like a turtle. I just mosey along in my day. Um, so I'm, I'm, I talk high energy and I could be really busy, like dancing and everything, but I'm like more of like a sloth you know, like that's just my nature. So me not having deep, deep sleeps is not that detrimental to me overall, as long as I'm like taking care of myself and everything. It's just, you know, people's bodies are different. Okay. So I just want to clear that up because there you, you, you either dream, you either remember your dreams or you don't. You either you don't remember your dreams because you're actually having a good night's sleep and you remember your dreams because you actually probably just didn't sleep that well. Again, unless you're a person who just naturally dreams a lot and there's something going on. But dreams happen when you are um, at the most lightest stage of sleep. So upon arousal, like upon waking up or just falling asleep, like the lightest stages of sleep. That's where, um, that's not, I can't say that's where dreams happen. I don't know that, but that's where the ability to remember your dream happens. So, um, if you are waking up, um, during the lightest stage of the sleep, you'll most likely remember. If you're woken up out of a deep, deep sleep, you most likely won't remember your, your dreams, right? And and I guess that will go to say, well, when you're waking up in the morning, you're kind of in a light sleep. But again, I don't actually know when the dreams actually happen. They say they happen in REM sleep. So there's REM sleep and then a light sleep and then you wake up. So people who exist in a light sleep, like me, I I probably just only exist in a light sleep and like my deep sleep is so minimal. Um, Remember my dreams very well. Okay, so I didn't really want to go into the science of when you dream and why you dream and all those kind of things because these are things I've read and understand, but I'm not a scientist. I'm I'm an alchemist, <laughs> but I'm not a doctor of these things, right? So if you want to know when you dream and when people dream, look it up, do some research. What I could talk about though is the um the the nature of the dream or how to potentially benefit from the insight into your subconscious. So a dream is really like reading yourself. Um, So one thing is to write them down. When you wake up from your dream, write it down. Um, I once said this before in like a group thing. And I was like, you know, writing down your dreams is a good idea. So when you have a dream and you wake up from it, like write it down. And someone mentioned, but that's going to disturb your sleep even more, like to, to completely wake yourself up to like grab whatever utensils you need to write, or even your phone, like that's, you know, more disturbing your sleep. Correct. 
correct. <laughs> um, and I'm speaking to people who are open to disturbing their sleep because the goal is the dream and the um, connection to the intuition of the dream, right? So if you're having bad sleep and you wake up from a, or, you know, if you're having a rough time and you wake up um, like a, a rough week, let's say of lots of disturbed dreams and you wake up from a nightmare um, and then to go write it down, just to write it down, you know, might not make sense, right, for you because you just had a nightmare. You probably just want to get some water and then relax yourself to get back to sleep. You don't really want to go diving into the dream and remembering it and then staying up, right? I get it. But I'm talking about people who are like, I want to use that dream. So when they wake up from a dream, they're already in the state like, yay, like, you know, type of thing, right? So that's what I mean. Also, that... um waking up in the morning hours um like when you've actually just naturally woken up not because you had a disturbing dream and woke up from it like when you've naturally woke up you're already you're not going back to sleep that would be a time to write it down Did you see my tone because when that person said that i was like i thought it was obvious i but i guess it wasn't but i hope people know that when i'm giving this tips, I guess you can call it. It's just me colloquial giving you some like what I do or whatever. Like I'm not a doctor at this. Like, you know, I like, yes, I am a psychic medium, but it does, that does not make me, um, a professional at every level. I'm just good at the thing that I do. Okay. All right. So dream, writing them down. The reason why there's many reasons to writing down your dream. One, writing things down helps you remember them. That's simple as that. And dreams are fleeting, right? When you wake up, you remember it, but then as the day goes, you start to forget it. So that just helps you remember it. Not just because you have it documented down where you can look back, but the brain is now access accessing another area of retention um, by the fact that it had to like create letters and create, you know, symbols to, you know, um, symbols that match the image. So there's now it's like kind of remembering it even more without, you know, naturally remembering it. So that's one thing helps you remember it. Um, also with helping you remember it. So your, your, your subconscious is you. That's the other part of you that you're just not um, always aware of, that it's working in your benefit behind the scenes, kind of like your computer processor. Um, sometimes you hear your processor if you have a fan or if it's loud or whatever, but most times you don't hear your processor working. You're just able to work, do what you need to do on your computer or your laptop or your device and just know that the processor is in the back working, doing what it needs. That's what your subconscious is. But the processor is a integral part of the the PC or the device, right? So that's what your subconscious is, is a processor. So with remembering it, so it's not just being able to recall it, you know, recall the dream, recall the events of the dream without having to go back and read it. It's also connecting to you to that processor. So it's almost like, opening up your systems panel and seeing what's in there and understanding what's in there, like developing a relationship with your systems panel. So you're not paying attention to your processor, but you're editing a video or playing a streaming a video and it starts to get laggy. Um, you will automatically think to say, maybe something's the processor, the processor is over overwhelmed, maybe I should close some files. Like you have some knowledge about the processor. You have a relationship with the processor so you can understand the things that you're doing on the tangible level, right? So that's what your your subconscious is like. So not only is it again recall, but it's also to help you develop a relationship with it. So you you could see, you know, you would, um, if you're a person that dreams of dragons and fairies and flying you know you're developing that relationship to say there's a part of you that is 
somehow connected to dragons and fairies and whatever, spiritually, whatever, subconsciously, subliminally, in a pattern that your body remembered something. You're just developing a relationship with it. You don't completely know. So just because I have some little bit of insight about the process or the speed of it and when I'm doing something and it's a little laggy, I could say, okay, maybe the processor is overwhelmed. This is such basic information. Um, so I'm going to shut down some other programs that I'm running. So the one that I want to run works. Um, but it doesn't mean that I know how to build a processor. It doesn't mean that I know what all those different things are in a processor or, you know, all the mechanics of a processor. It doesn't know that I just have a little bit of a relationship with it. So it's not completely foreign to me. I understand. And you have a relationship with certain pro with certain processors and certain devices. So I know my laptop works a certain way. Um, and, and it, and it legs in a certain way. I know my phone, um, um, works a certain way and it will lag in a certain way or not lag or it does different things. So I have a relationship with each different processor. You have one processor, your human processor, but it, the idea is that you're developing a relationship with it. So you kind of get to know it, but you don't know everything about it. That's kind of the mystery of the subconscious. So well, that's why writing it down helps you start to see and this leads into the next thing so writing down your dreams if you're someone who has um if you have a lot of dreams like I do or if you just have dreams every now and then you if you have a collection of dreams you say you could start to maybe identify um some themes within all your dreams not just each individual dream but like oh that you do dream of dragons a lot oh you do dream um with a lot of sound or you do dream with certain colors more than others or you do dream more about people or you dream more about animals like you'll learn stuff about yourself you're learning about yourself that's what you're doing um when you start writing them down so now you have this little journal um this diary of your subconscious yourself like it's kind of like like what you know I don't know as I'm talking I just I get excited about this stuff I'm a nerd for this stuff I'm I, I totally geek out on the human mind and the human body and the and 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 thoughts and behaviors like I geek out on that so here I am geeking out on it but I just think like that is so cool to know like the deeper inside yourself and it's like another person <laughs> I do have a podcast coming out about um my thoughts about um identity disorders. Yeah. DID, dissociative identity disorders. But anyways, okay. So, yeah, so you start to see a theme about yourself or or like um or what you what your subconscious does in its free time and it's time to play like that other part of you that's a part of you um it's a part of you that again you're not completely aware of, but this is insight, and it's also the subconscious does influence your awareness in your behaviors right so it's nice to get to it's almost like getting ahead of it like let me see what my behaviors are or what um what motivates my behaviors or what um constructs my behaviors or what drives my behaviors like that's awesome right and you're doing that with yourself so that's the the, the idea of writing them down so you could see the, the themes and stuff like that the other thing is like another extra level but to keep um so this is like a lot right this is for like the people who are like super sleuths like you guys really want to totally understand your intuition like you want to be like super intuition power of yourself right um you want it like you want to be able to like intuitively know things about what you're going to do, what's going to happen or those kind of things. Like this is for the super sleuths, right? Like the super guys, like you guys are really OK. <laughs> so because this next part is kind of like a lot. So it's to keep a daily journal, not a dream journal, but to also keep a daily journal. So a daily journal, you write. And, and you know, this is going to get really intense. So. The daily journal would be to write what you've done in the day, 
but also your thoughts and feelings or things that's happened in a day. Um, it's almost like um, to keep a daily journal, that's like a dumping ground um, and two aspects of it. I mean, it could all wrap up in one. Mine actually gets all wrapped in one. I just talk about every everything that's happened in my day. I pretty much talk about it in my day. Not actually, I shouldn't say that because um, there's a lot of days that I'm so engaged in my day that I don't, you know, pay attention. But when I want to, I, okay, I'll tell you the truth. I write in my journal when I'm emotionally charged, negatively or positively. That's where I write. Um, but I'm very detailed, as you guys can tell, because I talk a lot when I write that it ends up including the events of my day or the thing that I'm emotionally charged up about. I have to like talk about how it happened or what happened or what I was doing. So then it ends up involving the things that I did in my day. Right. So that's me. It's all usually wrapped up in one. And no, I don't write. I write in my journal a lot because I'm often emotionally charged up. Um, I write in my journal a lot because I'm often emotionally charged up, either really excited or really annoyed about something or really upset. Like I'm just, I'm just, I just love emotions and I like spreading them. And my whole life is about emotions. So I just have the opportunity, I guess the privilege to be a little hippie like that and be like, oh, I could just write about my feelings all day, right? That's probably not practical for a lot of people. Um, but I mean, that's my job. My job is emotions, reading them, feeling them, listening to them and expressing them. So, but the idea is to write about how you're feeling, like your feelings about stuff, how you felt about stuff, your emotional state and all that. Um, because your dreams, okay, I'll tell you why I'll, I'll get, hold on. And then the next part is to write about the events that actually happened today. Like, oh, I had coffee. I don't know why I would say that. I think I'm just thinking of other people because I don't drink coffee. I don't start my morning like that. But whatever you say, I had my coffee this morning and then I got in the car and I went, um, drove to work and I was at work and then I came home and I went grocery shopping, whatever. Okay. So the two parts. So what is supposed to happen is that after a collection of dream journals, your dream yeah, your dream journals, I'm going to say like your entries, right? And then a collection of your daily journals. You might start to see a, um, a connection between something that you dreamt about and something that maybe has happened in that day. You won't really necessarily always remember it, but you could say, okay, I, this is the dream I had on Monday night. Um, and Monday morning was the day that this and this happened and I felt that and that. And, and does that dream, that dream could possibly in the day could have possibly influenced the dream. Um, sometimes it's like something happened last week and it's just influenced my dream tonight, you know? But the idea is that you're starting to see how the two um, might have a better relationship than you might realize. Um, the things that you're doing in your day um, or your things that you're feeling compared to your dreams. Now, the two do connect because you're one person, although you're at night dreaming, you didn't become a different person in dream. And then in the day, you're a different person. Like you're one person having the same experiences. Um, you're just, your body's just perceiving it in two different ways. So you're perceiving the same experience in two different perceptions. Um, but we're not, again, aware of that, right? So you could have, you know, you could have had a little bit of an awkward conversation with your boss on Monday and then didn't really think about, like it was awkward on Monday and whatever, but Tuesday happened and this happened and whatever. And then by Friday, you've totally forgot about it. Um, not even thinking about it, not even really emotionally charged about it. But then Friday night, you have this dream about um, a dragon wearing a tie and it cinched your hair, and the and the dragon um breathe fire and cinched your hair and it's like it makes no sense you know but that's the idea is that you can keep this pattern of seeing certain things happen um sometimes you you might start to notice that um you have like for me like when i do dream this this is true that when i do dream of transportation like in a bus or something it's usually um an actual 
travel that I'm doing or it's something, um, I guess you would say like adventurous or um, like motion, some kind of like motion forward in my life. Like maybe it's that I'm, um, I just finished editing a video that I, you know, I haven't filmed videos in a long time. I just finished editing a video and then I haven't um, uploaded yet, but I'm going to upload it. I said to myself, I'm going to upload it tomorrow. So I might actually have a dream of traveling on a bus and it feels good and it's exciting. And it, it's just like moving forward, going somewhere it, that, right. Um, so you would notice, you might notice certain, um, symbols in your life, in your dreams that make sense to your life. Not everybody, just because you dream of, a. uh, uh, being naked in public, you dream of being naked in public. It means that you're, um, feeling, um, nervous or anxious about something. It could be, um, humans do have some commonalities. Um, all humans have some commonalities, but experiences and life experience and personal experience and personal inspections really sculpt the human being. And, and I want, I guess, to say that your subconscious is your dreams and your subconscious is your own individual experiences and perceptions of those experiences. So premonition, primitive dreams, dreams that, um, you, you have about something and then it happens later and people have experienced this. Like I'm obviously not the first, like, you know, like this is, this is something, this is a human thing. So as you're writing down your dreams and then you, you, you write down and then you later something happens, you're like, oh my gosh, I dreamt about that. You can actually go back to the dream and be like, oh my gosh, that's what it is. And also sometimes, um, in, in, in Jamaica, there's a, there's a phrase called dreams don't walk straight. I, 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 I think that's how the phrase goes. I mean, it's sent with a Jamaican accent and everything. And it's sent, it said more with like Jamaican Patwa, but technically that's what they're saying. Dreams don't walk straight. Um, and, and that means like dreams don't walk straight. Like, I feel like that is so clear. Like they're not always, um, like, like even a premon premon a dream, um, is not always, um, like so accurate to the life details, right? And remember, this is your personal life. So you're not necessarily going to have a primitive dream that um, coronavirus is going to hit. You know what I mean? Like something global. It's usually going to be something about your life. So you could have a dream about, um, for example, let's say in your dream, you, you have a dream that you are flying a blue... Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of like a symbolic thing, like of a blue, um, vulture. Okay. Okay. You're going to, you're going to think this is great. You dream that you're flying a blue vulture, the vulture, the bird, right? And you're flying it all around and, um, it's such a smooth ride. It's more smoother than you ever thought. Like you would, you, in your dream, you're like, this vulture is going to be like hard to ride and, you know, but you fly, you flew it and it was really smooth and it was really great. And then five days later, you, you buy a new, a Volvo. Ah, see what I did there? Vulture, Volvo, Vulture. Okay. So you buy a Volvo and you would never really buy a Volvo. Like this is just not your car, but you did. And you, the reason, and, you, and it just drives so smooth and you're like, what? Like, yeah, like it was really smooth. So the, the Vulture dream, you would not of connected it and said, Oh my gosh, like this is a premonition because you're not going to actually fly a vulture, but it, it was a primitive, um, dream in the sense of, um, 
experiencing something that it's a smooth travel that you didn't expect that you 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 know whatever your opinions and views are on vultures like they're just not a good bird it's a scavenger bird um connected to the car the car is not a it you know your perspective could be the car is not a good car so that's a primitive dream and um once you if you do continue the process of writing down your dreams and kind of you know um taking um interest into that part of yourself and understanding and again developing a relationship with yourself um before you buy the volvo and you had the when you had when you wake up from the writing of vulture dream you may not say to yourself oh my gosh it means i'm going to buy a new car but it could say you know what i'm maybe it means that i'm going to actually um enjoy an experience of something that I never would have thought I would enjoy. Maybe there is something that like I'm, I'm telling myself I don't want to do, but I actually, you know, do it, you know, that that's, um, like a primitive dream. That's a dream of more something's going to happen. Now, when I usually say primitive dreams, I usually mean they're much more, um, close. So it would be, a dream that you're actually driving a car and you're driving a new car. Like you, maybe you don't know what kind it is, but you just had this dream that you're driving a new car and then later you got a new car. That That's usually what I mean when I say a premonition, like a little bit more detailed. But the idea is that not all the time that your dreams are going to be um, about your experience that you already had or your feelings about something and trying to understand your emotions or your feelings or certain people's intentions and stuff. Some things it's about your mind has put together, um, completely put together the pieces of a puzzle that you weren't aware of, you know, like how would I buy that car? I'm not really ready to buy the car. Maybe your subconscious has already solved how to kind of get that car. And it's just that you are, putting assumptions on yourself, like, no, I don't have that money, so I would never get it. And not allowing your mind to just creatively come up with um, um, possible solutions or problem solve. So that happens in your, sub like in your dream state where you're, again, your, your subconscious is just free. It's just gonna do whatever it wants. So it creates that, and then that's how it brings it to the surface. So your subconscious is like, here, I solved this for you and your subconscious hands it up to you as you wake up. So that's my um, little thing on dreams. Um, I would love to hear if any of this makes sense, but I've, I've told so many people I've suggested, listen to me, like I told people to write a dream journal, but people will often come to me and say, I had these dreams and can you interpret it for them? And I always say, when I'm interpreting your dream, I'm going to read it like as if I'm reading you. Like I'm not going to just look at each symbol of the dream and say, oh, this means that, this means that. I'm going to read it. So I'm going to read you and read your experience and 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 um, read it like that. Um, like as if the dream is um, a quasi real experience. It's a real in internal experience that you're having and I'm going to interpret what I see. So that's how I read dreams. So that's also something. So I would have clients that want me to read their dreams or say they have, I have clients who want me to read their dreams or say that they have a lot of dreams and they're always trying to figure out what their dreams mean. And I always say, you know, if you're a person who dreams a lot or you're interested in that, not necessarily that you dream a lot, but you're just interested in that, write them down as a start because that's the way to start to get to know that part of yourself. Your dreams are not just some random part of you that is willy-nilly and doesn't exist and you're so detached from. It, it, it's you. It's you trying to tell you stuff. So get to know that part of yourself so you could see these patterns. So I, I've, I've shared this with many people and, um, I'm not nosy, so it's not like I'm going to go back to that person and be like, hey, how's it going? Like, what's up in dream? Because I, I, ha I just have to share this. I, you know, there was, I was in these groups of like spiritual groups and psychic groups and different groups at one point in my life. I was just really exploring all the different ways that people thought about this psychic experience and intuition and all that kind of stuff. And there was one group that was being started and it was called the dream 
group or something. I don't know. But it was where the um, moderator or the creator of the group wanted people to share their, wanted everybody to collectively share their dreams with this um, theory that we're all connected in our dreams, that we're all having um, like almost like an otherworldly experience on a subconscious level with everybody, which there's some truth. I, I feel there's some truth in that. But I found it very interesting because your dreams are you. It's your inner self. It's a it's the subconscious part of you that you aren't always aware of or or hold so much emotions. Like I could not imagine how successful that would be for people to really share their dreams, um, all their dreams and and really share their dreams. There was people who shared, you know, very um um, quirky or very um, unusual or fantastical or dreams, but there wasn't people that were showing, sharing some like, you know, real personal, like, I just, I can imagine that people have some dreams, especially if you're dreaming about someone else, you know, those kind of dreams, um, or, or, or really what would be, um, in the material world, a disturbed thought, what people would think is a disturbed thought and you're having a dream about it. Like who, who wants to share those, like to be judged? Like, and that's what your subconscious is. It's one place where it can be free to not be judged. Um, so I, what, I don't, I, I, I don't think there was any bad intention. I think it was a good um, concept for this group to start, but I was just saying that I don't see how, I don't, really people are really gonna do this and lo and behold not too many people really shared it the way um the creator wanted it to happen the group actually ended up closing down and it wasn't that successful um so I don't go back to people and ask them are you writing down your dreams are they gonna come true what symbols are you whatever right I don't but I just want to know if people not like um how the experience is going for them like are they finding some symbolism? Are they finding a connection? Did they, you know, those kind of things, not like the details of the dream. So I'm very interested because I've been dream journaling for like 10 years and day journaling for 10 years. And I have a lot of dreams. So it's a world that I'm like heavy in, heavy, heavy. So I just want to know, you know, I guess it's just like a, how you know, how much um other people find that experience all right so that's on dreams so yeah let me know um not what you were dreaming of and if you want to and you want me to read into your dream for you we can do that on the psychic reading but yeah i would just like to know if you have a dream journal how have you found it useful? What kind of um, ways do you use your dream journal? Um, have you learned anything about yourself? Does it not work for you? Are there other ways? Do you, are, I, oh, I can imagine that some people um, draw their dreams. Oh, you know, I'm just really fascinating because again, I am geeked out on this stuff. Again, not the details of your dream, just the process in which you dream and how you um, take advantage of that or, or use that in your life.